With the example of Father Capon, we are given a model of how to be hope to a hopeless world, to be light to a dark world, to be so filled with joy that people desire to be around us. There's an urgency in the world right now. I want to enter the mission territory. In fact, the Lord has called all of us into this battle for souls. He's not given anybody a pass on that. Welcome to the Foxhole. Welcome, everyone. This is Jason Searle. And on behalf of Cape and Men, we thank you for joining us in the Foxhole. Our men's faith formation groups follow the example of Servant of God, Father Emil Capon, a priest from Kansas who lived the gospel in a simple daily life all the way through his heroic actions on the battlefields and POW camps in Korea, where he eventually died at the hands of his captors. Although Father Capon was ordered to safety during the Battle of Unsan, his response to accompany his men during the battle that ensued in their subsequent capture resulted in Father Capon becoming the most highly decorated chaplain in the United States Army history. His faithful service to our Lord and unwavering commitment to courageously inspire all those around him was an example we'd all like to emulate. The Foxhole's been honored to host guests who are making a difference in their communities, families, and their faith circles, and we explore how they, just like Father Capon, are doing the simple things in extraordinary ways. This week, we're honored to have Nathaniel Bimbersi, who serves as the Director of Mission of Exodus 90. Nathaniel graduated from the University of St. Thomas in St. Paul, Minnesota, where he spent two years in formation at the St. John Vianney Seminary. Nathaniel began his career serving as one of one year as a campus minister at the University of Utah. Prior to joining Exodus 90, he also served as a missionary with Focus. Nathaniel has a master's degree in theology from the Augustine Institute. He's going to talk to us today about Exodus 90 and its impact and reach. And for me, being a veteran of Exodus two years ago, I can't speak highly enough about the experience and brotherhood it brought about. So I and others are excited to hear how they're doing. Before we get to the story, I want to remind everyone that you can find all our faith formation resources at capensmen.com. And as for this podcast, the weekly lessons continue to grow. So thank you for your continued efforts to share this message of Father Capen as he continues to inspire us all today. And a quick programming note. Thanks to all the spectacular response to the podcast, this is our last live call. We'll release a podcast directly each week by 6 a.m. Central Standard Time on Wednesdays. It'll be available on our website and automatically update as long as you are sure to subscribe to the Foxhole on your favorite podcast app. And as of today, listens are just under 10,000 total, so we thank you for continuing to share Father Capon's story with your friends. Joe Ferris is now going to lead us with a prayer. With this, it's an honor to introduce and welcome Nathaniel and Joe. Good morning, brothers, and thanks for joining us in the Foxhole. Good morning, Jason, and good morning, friends who have are either live with us this morning or who have downloaded this podcast. What a blessing and an honor it is to spend a little bit of time with you today. I just was listening to Jason's intro, which I, I hear a lot of different people and different uh, things that folks have done. And I'm just so inspired that, I don't know, three or four months ago, we sat down and said, let's, let's do a live call and just hold people accountable and encourage and, and walk along with people during these crazy times in our world and to see that grow from interviews with bishops and uh, generals and people that are on joint chiefs of staff and our chaplain and it just seeing this this conversation grow from an idea to something that is now blessing as jason said almost ten thousand people 
it's it's overwhelming to me as I sit here this morning. And one of the main things that really has come up in my heart during all of this is the desire for me to do the hard work on myself. You know, years ago, someone said to me, be careful taking constructive criticism from someone who's never constructed anything. And I think for me, this time of pandemic and this time of political unrest and has been a time where I've I've at first wanted to fix all the things around me and slowly but surely began to look in, in my heart and try to do some of the hard work on Joe. You know, sometimes the answer to how can I have a better marriage is not in let me fix my wife, it's in let me fix me. Or how can I be a better father is not in the kids all falling in line, it's in me falling in line with the Lord. Or how can I be better in business or in my parish community? And I truly believe that Exodus 90 has aligned itself with the will of God at this point, this time in history to challenge men to do the hard work on themselves. So I'm going to tell you today's conversation is going to cut right to your heart. I'd like to start, though, with a moment of prayer where we just take a hard look at ourselves and invite the Lord, invite the Holy Spirit in to show us the spaces that we need to do some work. So in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit. Take just a second and just invite the Holy Spirit in today. Invite the Holy Spirit in a new way into your heart. Come Holy Spirit. Jesus, we, we love you so much and we thank you so much for the, the blessing of fraternity and brotherhood. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunities we've had during this time in this podcast, Lord, uh, to break open and just have conversations, God. We pray not only for those conversations in the past, but we pray, Lord, for, for the conversations as we move forward. We pray for Nathaniel, for his family, for his ministry. We pray, Lord, for the ministry of Exodus 90, that they continue to grow. Um, and we pray, God, for, for the men that are considering Exodus 90 as they move into their next phase, that you give them the courage to make the decision to do the hard work on themselves. I ask all these prayers, Lord, to the sacred heart of Jesus and the immaculate heart of my mother. In the name of the the Holy Spirit, amen. It is a great honor to welcome Nathaniel to the foxhole. So, Nathaniel, I know you're out there, friend, so how are you? Welcome. Hey, good morning. Thanks so much for having me. I'm doing well. It is a, a great blessing. I, I've been all over your website, and as Jason said, I know you guys are up in the thousands of men that have been through this program. But before we jump into Exodus 90, I'd like to hear about you personally. Tell me a little bit about your walk with the Lord and how you found yourself. Jason sort of touched on it, but I'd like to go a little further into how you found your, your way to Exodus 90. Yeah, you know, I ended up uh, in seminary at the University of St. Thomas, St. John Vianney College Seminary when I was a junior in college. And that time of formation was so good for me. It allowed me to, you know, detach from my old past ways, my own li old life, old values, and really attach to our Lord. And after those two years, I realized I was not called to be a priest, so I went out and uh, pursued serving the Lord in other ways, as mentioned in, in the bio there, in campus ministry, primarily University of Utah, Northern Colorado with focus, and at Franciscan University. And at Franciscan, I got the chance to, to really be invested in, if you will, by uh, Dr. Hahn. He was able to mentor me in my time there, which was just a huge gift uh, there. And in that time at Franciscan, uh, a past professor at the University of St. Thomas was passing away, and uh, I went to visit him. He had cancer, and I asked him, you know, how can I continue your legacy? How can I, what, what can I do after focus? I realized my time there was coming to an end. I was finishing my master's in theology, knew I wanted to do something a little bit more. And 
he reminded me of a friend that I had in seminary, and he said, do you remember Jamie Baxter, who goes by James now? And uh, he goes, I don't really know what he's doing, but uh, you should really go and talk to him. I've heard great things. And when a future saint or someone you presume is going to be a future saint tells you what to do, you, you know, you do it. So I went out, went out and, and got back in contact with James, who I'd never lost complete contact with, but pursued a job there. And sure enough, Exodus 90 had existed. Father Dorr had written the original Exodus 90, uh, but he didn't know how big it was going to get, and I was able to, to dive in and rewrite Exodus 90 for the men who mainly are husbands and fathers were the main men doing Exodus 90. So it's been a gift to work here and to reauthor Exodus 90 and to create all the other things that we have here in Exodus as well. Yeah, that, that's um, what I'd love to hear, Nathaniel, because I think a lot of people hear Exodus 90. It's almost become this underground movement in the Catholic Church in the United States for sure. But for those that maybe have heard this and are going, I don't even know what that is. Um, is this some kind of workout program? What do I do? Can you just tell us, uh, 30,000 feet, kind of what is Exodus 90 and, and, and kind of what some of the men, maybe even share a little bit of the fruit that you all seen in people's lives uh, that have gone through it. Yeah, so Exodus 90 is a 90-day spiritual exercise for men based on prayer, asceticism, which is acts of self-denial, and fraternity. So those are our three pillars there. And the, the real thing that we focus on is freedom. Of course, we as men are attached to all these different things, things we know we're attached to that we want to stop being attached to. And things we don't even know we're attached to. Goods of this world, comforts that aren't bad, but we, you know, give them up for five minutes, like listening to radio in the car. And we just can't handle the silence. And in that, we realize, oh, shoot, I'm, I'm attached to even just noise around me. And so Exodus 90 has brought the fruit of that to men, to be better husbands, better fathers, by showing them what they're attached to, helping them detach over these 90 days from all these different things. There's a regimen of prayer, a regimen of disciplines for uh, ascetic acts, things we have to give up, and then a regimen for fraternity, where we have to meet as a fraternity every week, and we get the opportunity to check in with one person for good accountability every day. And in that freedom from these things, these men realize, wow, I have so much more time than I thought for my wife or for my children. I'm more present to them when I'm there instead of at work while I'm at home. Yeah, praise the Lord for that. Well, I, I'm going to go ahead and ask it, Nathaniel, because I am personally considering uh, Exodus 90 in January when you guys have another, um, when there's another date to push out. But I know for a fact the first thing I think about is cold showers and no alcohol. So can you just speak into that first and foremost? Because you know, like I know, I've talked to a bunch of guys too, and they're like, man, I can't do those two things. Um, so yeah. what, what do y'all speak to when, when folks call with those two? Or, or even the guys that try to say, hey, can I just have a, uh, a small version of Exodus 90 and do these things and keep other things. Like, what, what's the, the party line on all that? Yeah, so Exodus 90 is, is pretty intense overall. It's not for every man at every point in his life. Certainly a life of prayer, asceticism, and fraternity, that's simply the life that Christ laid out for us. If we're not living prayer, if we're not living asceticism, which a lot of us uh, are more unfamiliar with, and we're not living fraternity, we're simply not living the life that God literally became incarnate to model for us and to call us into. So those things aren't negotiable, but Exodus 90 isn't necessarily for everybody at every point. It includes, yes, the cold showers for 90 days. It includes no alcohol for 90 days, no sweets, no sweet drinks. Fasting like, like, Ed, uh, like Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, every Wednesday and Friday. So no meat, two small meals and a large meal. No music, no internet, no 
except for for work. You can use internet for work, obviously, or, or paying the bills or something. But otherwise, no computer, no no mobile phone use that isn't absolutely necessary. Uh, no movies, no sports. All those things are opportunities for us to say no to these things and say yes to God. And they cover lots of different areas of our life specifically, so that we don't turn from one thing, say from food to to Netflix or something like this. We don't turn from one thing to the other and just change our dependency. Rather, we learn to be dependent on God. And yes, yeah, so for the men who are like, man, I can't do cold showers, or man, I can't do no alcohol for all those days. Well, even in saying that, acknowledges something. It acknowledges our dependency on that. It acknowledges that we don't actually know who God is. Because God, if he's asking us to do these things, we've got to know he's going to give us the grace to do them, and that he's powerful enough to do them. And we limit him if we say otherwise. Of course, if he's inviting us into them, we should never be doing these things if he's not inviting us into them. But if he is, then it's not about being Pelagian or like beating up our body or thinking that we can earn grace. It's not about those things. It's about the very first meditation in Exodus 90 is all about how God is the one who's going to grant us our freedom. And we can't white knuckle it through Exodus 90. We can't get our own freedom or gain our own grace. But we're going to learn that through these things that are pushing us beyond our limit, not to our limit, but beyond our limit, that we need God. And he alone is going to give us the grace to come through these things. He alone is going to be the one who gives us the grace for the freedom that we're looking for. He alone is going to be the one who helps us to be the husband and the father that we know we need to be. Not us, not us fighting for it in any other way, not through Exodus or any other way, but learning to, to rely on God in all these things. Well, Nathaniel, it is with great confidence that I can say, as a Cincinnati Bengals fan, I have not watched sports for quite some time, so I'm safe <laughs> in that world. Uh, and, and I am probably going to easily be able to I'm – I'm free on the Super Bowl, so I, I'm pretty safe in all of those areas. Let's talk about, though, accompaniment. You know, Father Capon, for us uh, here at Capon's Men, we see his example of brotherhood and leadership. And these are things that we admire and also attempt to, to pull into our personal lives Talk about accompaniment, because I think that's a piece. I, I immediately go to cold showers and no alcohol uh, and all these other things, no movies. But I think the accompaniment piece is super important for what you guys are doing at Exodus 90. So can you talk a little bit to us about that? Absolutely. And for this crowd, it's going to be easier to talk to you than others, because there's a lot of guys who will come to us and be like, hey, can I do Exodus 90 without a fraternity? Well, it's based on these three pillars. And if, if you ever were to, were to say as a man, like, hey, you know, I want to do cold showers except, or I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to do Exodus 90 except the cold showers. I'm going to do Exodus 90 except this. Well, you're doing something, but you're not doing Exodus 90. If the Lord's inviting you into it, he's inviting you into all of it. And just like a cold shower could be indeed showing us, hey, we have an attachment there. A lack of desire for fraternity or thinking that we can do this without a fraternity also shows us that we've got a problem with that part of our life, with that part of our Christian life. Because we need a fraternity, as you men already know. And, and it is such a gift to have it, and we need that accountability. So within Exodus 90, you meet as a fraternity every single week. And this isn't like a, like a Bible study or something like this. You get reflections every single day, and you get a bit of Scripture. You walk with, your, with the Israelites as they make their way to their own freedom from Egypt, the things that they were enslaved to, uh, into the Promised Land. And those reflections and the Scripture, that's your theology that you get daily on your own. And then in those times of those meetings, you just do what you do best. That's to hold each other accountable. That's to be there for each other, to punch each other in the shoulder when you need it, but to build each other up, to encourage each other, and to affirm each other every time you can as well. And then on a daily basis, you have one guy we call an anchor. Not like a boat anchor, but more like a climbing anchor, a mountaineer's anchor, 
where you put your ropes through that anchor and you're depending on that anchor. If you slip, if you fall, you are depending on that anchor to hold you, to catch your weight, to bear your burden before you hit the ground and die. And we're talking about spiritual death, obviously, here. So we check in with our anchor every single day. We are an anchor to them. They are to us. We hold each other accountable. How are we doing in asceticism? How are we doing in prayer? How are we doing in our fraternity each day? So that if things do get rocky, we know our anchor's there. We know he's strong because we've been checking in with him on good days and in bad days. Man, that, that sounds, and as a, a man, a lot of times we lose that fraternal aspect. We don't have a lot of relationships with guys because we're just going through the day and trying to, trying to get through, to get to the finish line every single day. What, what about the name, why Exodus and why 90 days? Could you tell us a little bit about that? Because I think that probably someone at this point has thought, well, what is this about and why is it called Exodus 90? Why couldn't it be called something else? I'm sure it was intentional. So talk to us a little yeah. bit about that process and what that means. Yeah, so 90 days, starting with that aspect, is looking at the research that has been done on rehabilitation centers and other places like this. It takes a minimum of 90 days before the researchers have really started to see freedom to be a possibility once the, once the time in rehabilitation stops, right? So 30 days in rehab, they see just a huge amount of people just going right back to whatever they were trying to be free from. 60 days, also not enough. 90 days, it is not absolutely enough. It's not like freedom is, is absolute at that point. But that's when they see a turning of like, okay, if you're in there for at least 90 days, now you really are starting to see substantial results for freedom ongoing. But we certainly promise nothing at 90 days besides that you'll be more free on day 90 and that you'll have a start for freedom in the future if you continue to live a life of prayer, asceticism, and fraternity. Not nearly as hard as Exodus 90 always, but something. And then Exodus, of course, we're walking through the book of Exodus because the Israelites are so much like us, and of course they're a part of our family. And it's good to know salvation history, to know where we fall in that line as well, but also to relate to them as they related to God. And as the Israelites, they're called right there in the book of Exodus, right in that first chapter, a strong people or a strong nation, and yet they were in bondage. How much do we think, especially in the United States of America, that we're a strong people and a strong nation? And yet, if we stop and try to detach ourselves from things, we'll realize the bondage that we're in. And so being enslaved to these things, we're able to relate to the Israelites and watching God lead them to freedom. It's so interesting as well because they go to the desert. I mean, we know, those of us who have read the book, we know the the story, right? He leads them across the Red Sea. He feeds them with manna in the desert. And then what do they do in chapter 32? After God has won all these things for them, they build a golden calf. And they want to go back to Egypt and they complain all the time. And we're going to do the same thing in our own journeys to freedom, freedom whether, whether it's in Exodus 90 or whether it's somewhere else. We start, we go on a retreat, we get excited, and then we want to go back to our own ways and our old comforts, and we want to turn back and forget what God has done to us. So it's really a story of remembering. This is what God is doing for you. It is hard. You're in the desert, but God is so good, and he's winning these battles. We just stay focused and rely on him, not on ourselves. So that's why I exist and why 90. Praise the Lord for that. I, I love hearing this stuff. So tell me, Nathaniel, guy goes through there are plenty of men on this podcast and on this call who've done Exodus 90 already. I guess the question I always have when I talk to folks is what next? You can't stay yeah. in cold showers and no alcohol and no television. So uh, although some people probably do stay in that space, but what, what, do, what do guys do after all of this? And do you guys have um, – some sort of platform they move toward to kind of keep to keep the flame burning. Yeah, so the last handful of days in Exodus 90, we certainly are really encouraging men in the reflections 
whatever you do, whatever your next steps are, keep your fraternity together and have a set plan for yourself for prayer and for asceticism, something written down that you can be held accountable to by your fraternity. And we have Day 91. That's what we have developed here, and we did it as in accord with the Holy Spirit's work in the church right now as possible. And my time in Franciscan University has really helped with that, my time being a missionary there and my time with Dr. Hahn. So I'm able to, he's influenced so much of the church, right? Not just Franciscan, the Augustine Institute, Focus, like all the, and Jeff Cavins and his work with Salvation History, he's influenced all these things. So my time with him has really helped Day 91 to be in accord with all of those things already using similar language. We walk through Salvation History in Day 91. And what is Day 91? Well, it's a time of formation, okay? So Exodus is your time of purification because really it's hard to be formed when you have all this baggage, when you're still enslaved. So we get this time of purification in Exodus 90, then three years of formation in Day 91, broken into 20 pieces in about 35-day segments. And they're exercises just like Exodus, but much easier, that allow us to be formed by our Lord as I mentioned, we walk instead of just through the book of Exodus, now we're walking through all of salvation history, touching on the covenants and covenantal theology like Dr. Hahn speaks of. And then, indeed, we walk through the four pillars of formation for those who are familiar with that. They're certainly uh, there in the seminary. Seminaries have to be based on these four pillars of formation. That's human, spiritual, intellectual, and apostolic formation. But we as lay people are called to be formed in those ways too. So because it's such a long time of formation, the same time, of course, as the apostles were with Jesus Christ, we thought that would be probably a good amount of time. Uh, yes. So because of that, it allows us to really uh, change our life for the good more than just these 90 days. And as a fraternity, still meeting with your fraternity every single week as you're walking through these pillars of formation slowly and indeed allowing the Lord and the word daily reading of scripture through these exercises to really change and form you so that when you're done with these, you already have a life plan kind of set and a habitual act of prayer, asceticism, and fraternity that is leading you to ongoing sanctity. So that's the plan for day 91. It doesn't matter if men take it up or not. It's there if they want it. But either way, we're all called to prayer, asceticism, and fraternity at the end of Exodus 90. And the last aspect I guess I'll throw in there is the reason a lot of different ministries love us is because we're not a threat to them. We want to take these men for 90 days so that they can go back and do whatever ministry they're in even better more free, more ready to do whatever God is asking them to do. Yeah, I think that kind of language around ministries in general, uh, we should not use words like threat ever uh, with each other. So I love that you've entered a space and kind of created a spot for yourself that, that really is encouraging and challenging men to be better in whatever their space is in the church currently. I, I've already said a couple times on this conversation, Nathaniel, am looking hard at starting Exodus 90 personally because I think it's just something I've not ever done and I'm kind of excited to do it. So I know that there are times during the year that you guys really push out. I see it come across on social media and have, you know, hear these um, people talk about their different space. What, what exactly would be one that's coming up? Uh, and then why do you choose certain dates? I mean, I, I understand the seasons, the church and all that, but tell me a little bit about what, what goes into that. I'm sure you're not just drawing them out of a hat. Um, and when the yeah. next one is, so I can jump into that. Yeah, so the, the 2021 Exodus starts January 4th. January 4th is 90 days to Easter. So we're working in accord with the liturgical calendar where men can enter into essentially a double Lent, which a lot of saints have done in the past, so it's not 
something totally crazy. And of course, as mentioned, the 90 days is in accord with that scientific aspect of freedom. So January 4th to Easter, that's our big push. It's really beautiful to see. Uh, and this is something that the Holy Spirit did and we just responded to. We pushed this 90 days to Easter one time. And actually, it was before we even pushed it. We just kind of put it on our, on our calendar as, as one of many options for 90 days to any given feast day. We just named in a bunch of feast days. Here's 90 days to it. Christmas, Michaelmas, all these different things. And, man, 80% of the guys that we had that year did 90 days to Easter. And the next year, it was even a greater number because we decided to advertise it. And this year, we're really putting our eggs in that basket and just being like, well, if this is what the men want, there's a beautiful fraternity here of this swarm of men walking the same path together. Of course, climaxing in Holy Week with our Lord, walking with him and the church and the tradition of 2,000 years of people doing this action, leading themselves, purifying themselves before the great gift of Easter that is to us from our Lord. So that's why January 4th, that's why we push so hard 90 days to Easter. It's that great, greater fraternity, knowing that, yeah, you're taking a cold shower today, but you're also being asked today to pray for all men in Exodus, which means they're all being asked that as well to pray for you. Now you have 10,000 men praying for you today, especially when you stand toe-to-toe with the outside of that shower and don't want to get in. Like they're there praying for you to get in so you can offer that for your wife or offer that for your children or for this country or for whatever. So that's the, that's the gift of that. But, of course, you can start Exodus 90 at any time. The app lets you choose a start date. So whenever your fraternity is ready, you have your fraternity assembled, you just choose your start date, and you can start at any time together. No need to wait. Uh, you can just get going. Nathaniel, you're getting me fired up, man. This, uh, this sounds great. And I, I'm going to be straight with you. I think there's not a person listening to this who would say 2020 was a kind of a unique year. And I think as we look to 2021, I think we've got a choice, right? We can launch or we can spend the rest of our 2021 talking about how bad 2020 was. And I think mm. the better position as a Catholic and as a person of hope uh, is to live fully into, like, I want to be launched out. I want to be an example to my family that we are a resurrected people. And this, this idea, double Lent, oh, that gets me fired up, man. I'm ready, I'm ready to go already. So those that are listening um, probably need a space to go to find the app and all the things you're doing online. Um, so I'd love it if you take a second, share with you how folks can track you down, how they can track down Exodus 90, um, what that process looks like, um, and anything uh, that you might want to say to either ease the concerns of those who are thinking about doing it um, and maybe you know reach out to some guys. H- how do they set it up? Uh, and then just um, anything more guys can do to connect to you on the call. So I'll, I'll drop it on you as one last question. How do folks find you? If someone's on the fence here, maybe a word or two of encouragement to them, um, and then just kind of head us in that direction. Yeah, absolutely. So exodus90.com is the place to start. You can get any further information there. Exodus 90, that's 90, the numbers, exodus90.com. In the top right, you'll see the sign-up button. It's pretty clear. You can go ahead and create your account there. Once you've created your account, then you can go to the Google Play or the Apple App Store, download your app and put in your credentials that you just created online. You'll find your way through there and learn how to invite men into your fraternity. The app is super helpful. It's where you're going to get all your daily readings. It's where you're going to get all your daily reflections. 
uh, really well organized there. But in addition, we've been creating more and more tools for the men. And we just released a new version of the app last week that allows for habit tracking. So you can say, like, okay, here are the disciplines. How have I done with these disciplines every single day to do a more thorough nightly examine? Not to, again, be pompous about things, but to hold yourself accountable and to help your brothers hold you accountable to the very things that the Lord has invited you into and you said yes to on day one of this exercise. And you can become the man that you want to be. So it's, it's an exciting time for those of you who are kind of on the fringe, on the border, just wondering or being, you know, like, I don't even want to go to exit90.com because I might actually sign up. All right. Well, pray about it. If the Lord's asking you to do it, say yes because he's going to provide you the grace. Is this going to be too hard? Absolutely. And that's the point. If we have a successful Lent as Christians, then we really didn't have, and that, by that I mean if we did everything we set out to do, then we didn't actually accomplish what the Lord had in store for us most likely because he wants us to rely on him more, not to prove to him what we can do, but to rely on him more and prove to him and prove to ourselves what we can't do. So that we turn to him. So that we see the value of the cross even more. So men, I would say that. Uh, and, and one last kind of tip of advice as well is make sure those of you who are married, you're communicating with your spouse. No meet on Wednesday and Friday is a thing that you don't want to be telling your wife on day three when Wednesday comes and she puts meatloaf in front of you. So have a good communication with your spouse before, uh, before you dive in and help her understand why you're doing this. Because maybe she is all for it and she's really excited or maybe she's like, I'm more attached to movies than you are and I like watching movies with you. And she could be very upset about this. So help her understand why you want to be a better husband, why you want to be a better father, and how these things, this time of Exodus 90, are going to help you love her better in the long run. Yes, acknowledge it's going to be hard in these 90 days for both of you. So love her better before, during, and then, of course, you will after in freedom. So that's my, my final words, I suppose, to you men. Find your fraternity. Get your guys together. Ask guys you might not even want to ask. Get them, get them together. The Lord will bless you in your days of 90 days with greater freedom. I'm excited for you guys. Yeah, so in 25 minutes, Nathaniel convinced a guy who doesn't want to do cold showers, give up alcohol, and cut his television off to do it. So I'd imagine everybody else listening is feeling the same way. So, friends, as you pray about this and think about this, and as we head toward this January launch day, 90 days, maybe a double length this year, know that I will be right along with you. And anybody who hears this knows how to get in touch with me. Um, if you want to jump on, let's do it. Let's think about it. Let's pray about it. Let's, let's dream about it. Because I, I love the idea of getting to spaces where we have to rely on God, that God is bigger. And, and we can't just pull this off with our own you know, uh, work hard mentality that, that we eventually probably would get worn out and God takes over. So Nathaniel, it has been an honor and a blessing to spend time with you here in the foxhole. It's been an honor and a blessing to get to know you and to hear what Exodus 90 is doing. I'm going to ask you to pray us out of here. Just um, And then on the back end of that, Scott will come in and close the call down. But know that I'm praying for you. Know I'm praying for the ministry you're doing. And I just ask you to do the same for us here at Capitans Men. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your prayers. And I'll certainly be praying for you. Let's pray. Huh? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, be present, be with us. Lord Jesus, we give you thanks and praise for the cross. We thank you for inviting us to it, for calling us to take it up, not just one time, not just during Lent, but every single day as men. We thank you for the common priesthood that every one of us has been baptized into. We thank you for the model of Father Capon 
as a great priest before us. Allow us to model after model our lives after him as he modeled his after yours. Allow us to take up prayer, asceticism, and fraternity so that we might lay our lives down for our spouses, for our children, for all the men and women in our life. And bless us as we go forth with the courage to trust you and to rely on you today and every day for the rest of our lives. Amen. Amen. Nathaniel, uh, thanks so much for joining us today with your just great passion for this ministry of freeing men, um, helping us depend on God and, and really fulfill our mission as men, as husbands, as fathers, as Catholic men, Christian men. Uh, I do want to take a, a minute just to kind of share my own testimony, too, with this, because I have to admit that uh, <laughs> when I first heard about Exodus 90, I, I did feel the tug of the Holy Spirit that this is something that I, I probably needed to uh, do, that I needed to learn to embrace some of those mortifications, the asceticism, the fraternity that it entailed. And, um, man, I I didn't dare share that with anybody because <laughs> I didn't want anyone to actually agree with me to, to do it. Uh, when a few weeks passed by and the morning of the kickoff day started, uh, I think two years ago, I was kind of reveling in my warm shower thinking, okay, I, I gotten away with this, Lord. Uh, I guess you didn't really want me to do this. Uh, but man, I had my illusion shattered when I, I hopped on a phone call with Jason that morning and all it took for, all it took was for him to say, hey, Scott, there's still time to join us. And I knew I was trapped. <laughs> I knew I, it was something that I had to do. And, in the end, you know, I was so glad that he, he did ask, uh, that I did say yes, because between the fraternity and then just knowing that, man, I can survive without all these things. I can even thrive, you know, while fasting. Well, it, it was something that I really needed in my life. And I've kept up uh, some of those little asceticisms, like you said, afterwards, um, not not the full extent, but it's it's been so helpful just to see the impact that it's had on my life. So. I think today for all of our listeners, I'm going to offer a challenge and an encouragement. And the challenge isn't necessarily just to go out and, and do Exodus 90. We'll, we'll get to that. But um, the challenge is to, to embrace at least one specific mortification or asceticism this week. Uh, this is something that you might be turning to instead of turning to the Lord, uh, instead of relying on his strength, his grace, his love. Maybe something that's taking you away from your wife, or maybe it's just a, a comfort that you realize that maybe it's, it's grown a little too strong in your life. So that's the challenge. The encouragement is to consider whether God is calling you to participate in Exodus 90 starting on January 4th. Now, like Nathaniel said, it's not something that's for every man at every point in life. So if you're not feeling called, that's okay. That's not a problem. But if you're like me, if you're like a lot of us like Joe and you're feeling that tug, I really encourage you to, to not be afraid and to consider it. Um, we may even get something going with Joe, uh, leading it just so that uh, we know that we're all doing it together here as Capon's men as well. So as Jason said uh, at the beginning of the episode, and Joe as well, this is our last live call. We really appreciate all of you who have joined us live. We want to assure you that you can still listen to us and uh, still be united to us uh, in our, our mission here in the foxhole. Uh, with the episodes that we release each Wednesday morning. So uh, next week, we'll have a great conversation with Randy Rouse, who heads up Life Team International. And he has some great wisdom for us, not only about the impact that we can have on the young men and women in our lives, 
but also how we can approach our family life. And he's a, he's a really joyful apostle who took time out of his busy schedule to join us. So uh, we hope you'll continue to tune in uh, with us in the Foxhole on the podcast. So uh, until next time, stay humble, stay courageous, and may Father Capen help you to become a saint. Thanks for joining us in the Foxhole. As we go, we're blessed to leave you with these words from Father Capen himself. We can surely expect that in our own lives there will come a time when we must make a choice between being loyal to the true faith or of giving allegiance to something else which is either opposed to or not in alliance with our faith. O God, we ask of Thee to give us the courage to be ever faithful to Thee. Blessed are they who suffer persecution for justice' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. May the blessing of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon all of you. Amen.